Welcome to Little Detours, Shortcuts with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. I once read that grief is love with nowhere to go. The more you loved, the bigger the grief, the larger that swirl of energy inside you. It's a silent tornado of pain that keeps bumping up against your heart but refuses to leave. My dear nephew Michael died unexpectedly on a beautiful September day. He was just 34. Before I got the official call, I got the unofficial call. My daughter called to say that his friends were posting tributes to him on Facebook, saying he had died. Ten minutes later, a sister called. It was true. Michael was gone. I still can't believe it. He hadn't finished making his mark on the world. Or had he? Michael had the biggest heart. He would literally give you the shirt on his back, the last dollar in his wallet, the food on his plate. One year at Easter, he gathered up his own books that he loved and gave them away to his cousins as gifts. One Christmas, he gathered up all his beloved collection of Star Wars figures and gave them to my grandson. Michael gave even when he didn't have anything to give. His friends posted memories of sleepovers and bonfires, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, Dungeons and Dragons, metal music and jam sessions, high school wrestling and martial arts. Sharing stories about Michael gave grief an exit ramp of sorts. And I think grief needs an exit ramp. If it doesn't get one, it will swirl around like a wild tornado with nowhere to go. Writing is my way to give grief an exit. So are tears and talking to others. After Michael died, the grief of losing him just thrashed me around like ocean waves. The gentle waves I could handle, but man, some days it felt like a tsunami just let loose. And then my friend Veronica shared this beautiful message on Facebook. She lost her daughter, Naomi, at the age of 24. I had the privilege of being there when Naomi was born and to be there when they took her off life support when she was 24. Veronica posted words from a Nigerian poet who offered these three steps to healing. One, you must let the pain visit. Two, you must allow it to teach you. And three, you must not allow it to overstay. I needed to hear about all three steps. And I needed to talk to other people who lost somebody close. My friend Sherry lost her older brother when she was just eight. I called her one day when I was just drowning in tears over Michael. Sherry said it's okay to climb in the high chair for a few minutes or even an hour and rail against life and rant and be angry and sad and just let it rip. You just don't stay in the high chair. At some point, you climb back into life. Instead of giving yourself a timeout like we do children, you give yourself a time in so you can feel all the pain so it can go all the way through you and be done. Maybe not done forever but done for today, done for this wave of the grief. Grief is teaching me to give it room to pass through, all the way through. Because if you don't let grief have an outlet, it will stay there for years and it will turn into depression or anger and keep you stuck forever. When it does pass through, it leaves you raw and hollowed out, but then you can receive moments of peace and grace or the best memories of that loved one have a place to land, and even grow. This week after losing Michael, 
I was going through some notebooks and I found an old yellowed clip from Ann Landers, the advice columnist. And a mother had written to her saying she lost her son, John, who was the light of her life. And she just couldn't make peace with it. He was only 21. She signed it, A Heavy Heart in California. And Ann Landers wrote back and shared a letter another mother had written her. The mother wrote, Dear Ann, on October 15, 1983, my 21-year-old son, Kevin, was killed in an automobile accident. At that time, I thought nothing could be as painful and devastating as that loss. I was wrong. On March 3, 1989, my son, Leo, 28 years old, died. The death of this second son reopened the wounds of my previous loss. It was a struggle to hang on to my sanity. I knew in my heart that my sons would not want me to give up on life. They were so full of fun and laughter. They would expect me to pull myself together and carry on. I knew I had to do it for them. The night after Kevin died, I wrote some words to be read at his funeral. When Leo died, I reread them. I would like to share them with your readers. Here they are. If God said to me, you can choose or not choose to have a son, Kevin. If you choose to have a son, Kevin, he will have red hair and shiny eyes and a great sense of humor. He will be a ray of sunshine in your life and cheer you on when you're down. But you can only have him for 21 years. And when he leaves, you must pay a great price for those 21 years. That price will be deep sorrow. I would choose to have Kevin, the mother wrote. And if God said to me when he goes, you could choose for him to have a lingering painful death, one that would help you adjust to his leaving and give you a chance to say goodbye, or you could choose for him to go quickly and painlessly. But if you choose for him to go quickly and painlessly, you must pay a great price. And that price is deep sorrow. And the mother wrote, I would choose a quick and painless death for Kevin. Those words were read at Kevin's funeral on October 18th, 1983. And I want to thank that mother, Barbara Brown, who lived in New Jersey and wrote that letter. Because after losing Michael and thinking he was shortchanged because he only got 34 years, I thought about if God had said, Regina, you get to love your nephew, Michael, but you only get 34 years with him. Do you still want him? Of course. Of course, I would say. And if he said, well, he's going to go one night out of the blue abruptly with no warning, do you still want to have him in your life to love? Of course we would. We would all have said yes. So when you've lost somebody, no matter how you've lost them, whether you were given time to say goodbye or not, their life was a precious gift, no matter how long it lasted. And I have to believe, my friend Roe used to say, if things were supposed to be different, they would be. Michael didn't get the long life I'd hoped for him. He didn't get to marry and have children and make a deeper more lasting mark on the world. But maybe in 34 years, he made the mark that Michael Francis Brett X was supposed to make. And maybe that's true for your child or parents or the person that you loved and lost. The main thing is you're not alone in your grief. No matter who you lose, there've been others that have felt it too. So give your grief an exit, whether it's tears, whether it's talking, whether it's writing, and don't let it stay too long. I want to thank you for listening to Little Detours, Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcasts. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, 
reginabrett.com. While you're there, sign up and receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible.